Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Reveille, reveille, donks. Look at us now, tip to tip. This is our life. This is our passion. That's the spirit we bring to this show. I'm Luke Thomas. I'm Brian Campbell. This is Morning Combat. Oh, yeah. Can you feel that in-studio magic? The chemistry is about to get a little bit crazy. Friday, May 12th, 2023. What are you looking at right now? Two washed dads? Or how about the best damn combat sports show? Period. Yes, it's Morning Combat. Brian Campbell, the BBC with that BDE, one half of your hosting duo. We win awards in this place, but a lot of that has to do with you guys coming for this guy right here. A lot of men have come for this guy. It's Luke Thomas. <laughs> wow. No, we have male viewers. No, we, we have male viewers, right? That's that the whole is... point. That's the whole point, Luke. They come for A lot for of you. guys ejaculate for this man. <laughs> they stay for me. Uh, Luke, we're back here. Can we touch, can we touch tips Salute. here? We're um, back sorry, here. I have full-blown AIDS anyway. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Wow. Luke, we have a hell of an interesting show today. We do. As we get a little spicy here in Jersey City at the old uh, bomb shelter or the old orchids of combat. What do we call it now? Um, a we place we don't come yeah. to very much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're back at it, though, thankfully, uh, here with our folks from Malka Showtime and, of course, CBS, the other label that pays us to bring this great show for you today. Corey, Manich, Gaff, Pierre on the ones and twos behind us. Uh, Luke, this show, though, we're not just going to set the stage for a combat sports weekend, which has a few different tasty dishes with OK Bet, giving the people a little direction on where to put their money. But we're going to try out a few other things, including, uh, I don't know, Dead Wrong, and then maybe we take the old Wheel of Death, but we reverse it. Yeah. For the first time ever, Brian Campbell is going to spin the wheel, and um, yeah, I'm looking to inflict maximum pain. Emotionally? Mm -hmm. Physically? Uh, emotionally. All right. Yeah, psychologically. Well, the physical and psychological pain may come in our final segment, the debut, Luke Thomas, of Deuces Wild, which... If the title gives you any indication, that could be the rest of your weekend after we take 10 inappropriately hot wings. I hear I heard terms like ghost pepper. Ghost pepper, Carolina Reaper. And I ask you 10 questions about morning combat trivia history. If you get it right, I eat the wing. Yep. If you get it wrong, you're going down. I don't mind eating those wings. I'm actually kind of excited. Well, I'm, I'm an old bitch when it comes to wing temperature sensitivity on the hotness, mm -hmm. on the physical effects that it, you know, it's like. I think you're going to be like DJ Khaled on Hot Ones where he like, he got to like Cholula, which is basically just salt and vinegar. Yeah, he got to like one and a half wings. He was like. He was like, I 
This is really, this is Guantanamo Bay force rectal feeding. I yes. cannot do this anymore. Yes. Will I tap out as easily? But you've been talking for years, Luke, about how well you'll stand up to spicy food. Well, here's what I can because say. Because of I the eat spicy, spicy food. women in your life. Yeah, I eat spicy food all the time. I can say that. And I've done the the last dab, which has on the Scoville rating a million units. Yes. Which is like insanely high. I've done that several times without too much issue. So... We shall see. Okay. Okay. Uh, shout out to all our great super fans and P1s that continue to populate this and help us win awards. Shout out, of course, to that great label that pays us Showtime, which has a loaded combat sports weekend for you that you might want to get involved with because this evening, early evening, in fact, late afternoon from Paris, Bellator's back with a bang. How about Showtime Championship Boxing? Roly Romero back Saturday night in a vacant title bout. You're going to need to watch that. Go on to Showtime.com right now and get your 30 days free. Luke Thomas and I, by the way, Saturday, 6.30 p.m. Eastern on the uh, Showtime Boxing Countdown prelim show. Calling some fights. We're doing a two-and-a-half-hour show? I don't know the length, Luke. Okay? I just signed up for the job, right? <laughs> you know? and uh, yes, we'll be there. We'll be there. So we'll get the prelims for you. There's actually some interesting guys on the prelims. Some boxing uh, lineage or history. Yeah, or the, the nephew of the great Hawaiian punch, Brian Valoria, will be yeah. having his second pro fight, Justin, on that card. We'll check that out. Enjoy that this weekend. Uh, Luke, you know what I enjoy every single morning? Because, you know, looking this healthy and, uh, and good, it, just, don't, it just, don't come easy. Luke. Just masturbating in the shower. <laughs> Luke, our next partner is a partner that is um, is more of a life partner for me, if I'm being really fair. You know what I'm saying? Jock itch. I'm talking about AG1 by oh. Athletic Greens, okay? I'm not oh. talking about Amanda Guerra, AG2. Not talking about her, okay? I'm sure she's having a great time in Paris, but I'm talking about AG1. AG1, our next partner, is something that he uses every day. We start taking AG1 because we want better gut health. I wish energy. you'd use it. I mean, do they want to look like you or me when they get older? Um, Or neither. <laughs> yeah, that's... That's one of those uh, half a dozen, one way, six the other. Uh, but we want more energy. And, and listen, here's the best part. You don't want to take a bunch of pills? Who does? Yeah. And, it, you, you, and you know what I love best about it? Well, I usually tell you the price, right? Less than $3 a day to take command of your health. And I mean, you're already wasting all that money on that cold brew and vaping habit. But you know what I really like about it? The taste. It's super healthy, but it doesn't taste mm. medicinal or weird, Luke. It's got that mild tropical taste that I like. I look forward to each morning. 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. All kinds of good stuff in that one little packet, one little scoop. No amateur biotics in this bitch, right? <laughs> okay, so uh, Luke, this special blend of ingredients we know already supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, your recovery, your focus, your aging, and it also supports you if you are um, taking on a new lifestyle. I'm talking about keto. I'm talking about paleo. All this shit is compatible, Luke. It is compatible. So here's the deal. Lifestyle friendly, uh, a way he explained it, less than one gram of sugar. As he explained it, no GMOs, no chemicals. Cost you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit in BC. Taking AG1 is a small micro habit with big benefits. One thing you can do every single day to take great care yeah, of yourself. Yeah, and if you want to join our team of what we're doing here, you know who uses AG1? Phil McKagan, NFL coach, MK Donk. That's right. He's way more jacked than we are. He's an, he was an NFL coach. Yes. Yes. You don't think he'll be again? I don't know if he wants to be. He'll be. I think he'll be a head coach one day. He might. All right. Well, what I'm talking about is uh, you can believe us, you can believe Phil, or you can believe the 7,000 people that have given five-star reviews. So here's the deal. You want to reclaim your health. You want to listen to people like Ferris, Gervais, Campbell, Rogan. Uh, we want you to get your first order with a little splash on top of that. Why don't you go right now? 
to athleticgreens.com slash morning combat. And with your first purchase, you're going to get a one-year free supply of immune-supporting vitamin D drops. You're also going to get five free travel packs that I use, Luke. I'll be using them this weekend in Jersey City. I'm glad to hear that. Of course, as BC indicated there, you can get everything you want uh, with the vitamin D supporting uh, one-year supply, five free travel packs, athleticgreens.com slash morning combat. Again, athleticgreens.com slash morning combat to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Yes, if you want to be the ultimate warrior, that's what you need, Luke. Luke, um, wasn't he like super racist? Probably, yes. Uh, he gave the a, end. He gave a disappointing speech at the University of Connecticut one time. But they were like, <laughs> "This was his views do not reflect that of the university. He loved steroids, though, too, that guy. Well, they're very lovable. Yes, they're yes. They're very lovable. Um, I, I can't wait for you one day to put your money where your mouth is and take control. I don't think that day is that far. I don't think that's that far. Okay, I mean, I got two words for you. 2013 Vitor. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I would get to that level, but... Right. Something better than what I've got. Hey, you know what level I'm at when it comes to okay bet every week? The worst? Things are not going well with Team BC at the moment. Maybe some of you already knew that. There's never been a moment where it's gone well. Well, every week, Luke and I look ahead to the weekend schedule, and we go head-to-head. We put our money where our mouth is. Five straight picks against each other looking at the main event of the biggest fight of the weekend. We pick a favor. We pick an underdog. We pick an over-under. We pick a KO or sub. Luke, last week you picked again very well. Four and one, dude. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, we call this okay bet. Cha-ching. But, Luke, your four and one was rivaled by my reverse one and four job. <laughs> Dude, your record, man, you're starting to... So I've fallen 10 games behind Luke. I've got the record of like a, a women's MMA fighter who's been like competing for a long yeah. time. You're like Random Marcos, right? Yeah, now. and you're like that guy who one time fought a future UFC star in like their third fight on the regional show. And you're just Parker out there... Parker Porter. Yeah. Right? No, John no, 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 no. Once. Like one of his previous opponents on the regional scene. That's who you We're are. We're both Connecticut and white, Luke. That's the only. That's what we got going on in, yeah. terms of, in common right there. Um, so here's the deal. The overall standings at the moment, Luke Thomas, 32, 26, and 1, teetering above 500. Your boy BC down to 22 and 37. Luke, if I don't turn this ship around quickly, there's an iceberg in our future, possible <laughs> drowning for you. One of us is going to pose naked, but... I may have to end up at a Cannibal Corpse concert if I if I if I don't end up. Uh, I think I would spare you one of those, but I definitely would take you to like Dying Fetus, like Anal Beatdown Festival. Anal Beatdown. Yeah. <laughs> yes. There's one uh, touring band, Vomitorium. We could go see them. Wow. Wow. That's... But but if Cattle Decapitation came around, or even Gojira or something, I'd I'd, I'd take you to that. You know, Cattle Decapitation should play at a slaughterhouse. That sort of be like. How about Goat Whore? You go see Goat Whore. Go whore. Yeah. <laughs> goat whore. Okay. All right. Remember when Jim Brewer did that goat character on SNL in the late 90s? No. It was like, you know, like that. Yeah, it was not. No. You're not into Oh, that. I vaguely remember that. Goat but, boy? Yeah, that yeah was, it wasn't that very was, funny. Uh, yeah. that, was, that was really good. All right, Luke Thomas, as the defending champion, you get the advantage of getting to overrule any picks we have the same except for that main event. Yep. You also can go first or second. What do you choose? I'll go first today. All right, so here we go. We start with our main pick for the main event. For me, uh, this one's not too difficult. I'm going to stick with UFC, even though you can pick from Bellator, and I do have some Bellator picks. But I'm going to go Jalatin Almeida in the main event for UFC Charlotte. Let they me can- pause you about the, the odds or quickly Please. as you continue. Minus 500, according to Caesars. Jairzinho plus 375. Even without knowing the numbers on the odds, this one's really not that difficult. Again, a big puncher and a good counter puncher and a guy like Rosenstruck, you can never fully count out. MMA is wild. He could go in all crazy and get 
His lights put out, but everything we've seen to this point, he, he weighed in at 231 today. Just He looks like an NFL tight end, basically. He's got this incredible in-between cruiserweight spot that allows him to just feast on these older, pudgier heavyweights, and that's exactly what I think is going to happen tomorrow. Jalton Almeida, I don't know exactly when he'll get it done, but I expect him to get his hand raised one way or the other. There's a lot to be impressed with with Jalton right now. 13 straight wins all by stoppage. His UFC run, Luke, I rewatched it again this morning. I mean, it's just been dominant. And what's weird is he hasn't been forced to show his hands in any sustained effort, even his Dana White Contender Series win, which was actually really fun to watch. Did you see that one against uh, Radzi Rabadinov, uh, the, the Sambo master, where Jalton really had to work for that submission? My point is this. His father and uncle were pro boxers in Brazil. We haven't seen him forced to show that. I don't think this is the matchup, though, where he'll ultimately have to. This, it, it, if you're going to start to show your striking, doing it against a guy like Rosenstruck seems like a pretty bad idea. The The skill gap and the, certainly the experience gap is going to be wide. I, I think he's going to stick with his bread and butter. He's going to be a little bit like Bilal Muhammad, where I think eventually you will see some of his stand-up, sure. but it's once he's much more comfortable, and it's going to be in situations where when he begins – to roll it out, it'll be in much more advantageous for the hands. So do you, th- we, we have seen in a few Jelton Almeida fights up to this point where he's just completely overwhelmed people with an early double leg blast, just right off the top taking you down. Even though Jairzinho is more of a natural counter striker and his fights sometimes can be slow and a bit boring if his opponent is not looking to get off first, you still think Almeida says, why am I even trading anything with this guy? Let's yeah. go right to it. Maybe he does a little bit to show off, but it would be a little bit risky, and I just think he's going to make much better decisions than that. Up to this point, he's made really good ones. I don't know why that would change. I'm going to equal your main event pick here for UFC Charlotte, which is the Saturday ABC card that begins at 11.30 a.m. on the prelims, Luke, Eastern time. I think it's a 3 p.m. main card there on one of the ESPNs, plus or minus one of them, Luke, right? Yes. But here's the point, uh, Luke Thomas. Um I do think when Jalton shows his hands, when he's forced to one day, we may end up being impressed because everything about this guy is screaming. I mean, look, the patience, it's not just the technique and the aggressiveness and the strength to slam bigger heavyweights, which he's already done in in almost each of his fights. The patience, Luke, on the technique, never spamming or wasting with with strikes from top position. Even when he has guys at times in really vulnerable positions, he's sort of just waiting. When he does release strikes, it's usually right before he's making that final move to try to lock you in. You look over Rosenstrike's recent run where he has traded wins and losses, but when he steps up, he does lose. Blades took him down a lot. Jairzinho showed some decent bottom defense early on, but once he got tired, that seemed to change. Now, that fight was largely boring. It was three rounds. It went the distance. They fought at distance for the most part. I just think if Almeida gets down Rosenstruck in those positions, he's too skilled, too focused, too, like, three steps ahead of the game. Dude, Jairzinho might not get out of the first round. Luke. It's possible. You know it's possible. He's gonna, and even if he does, it's only because Almeida took his time. Right? Now, let's talk because you, you put a you put a seed in my brain, and we're not going to belabor here. Okay, but we got a lot of fun in games. We are already there. belaboring. But from what you've seen, it's it's hard to know. This is the right test probably for Almeida because he's beaten lower level guys dominantly, but we really don't know exactly what we have here. Is this guy, like, really on the way to a title shot soon? And could you see him as the UFC champion? Or does that depend on whether John Jones stays around? Um, I, the John Jones part, I'm not so sure about. That one's a little hard to say. And, and I do think he's got a title shot in his future. I'm a little bit unclear on the timing of when that would be. Only because, for example, 
let's assume he looks really good here tomorrow, which I suspect that he will. At some point, he might have to go up against someone who's got sturdier takedown defense, like Pavlovich has sturdier takedown defense, or even a Curtis Blades, who I would imagine is going to be really tough to take down for a guy like Almeida, at least consistently, and hold him down. Right? It's going to be kind of tough. So then he has to exchange at length on the feet. We just don't know enough to know what that's going to look like or if that's even a winnable path for sure. him. So, so for those reasons, I definitely am very high on him. But getting to a title in a UFC, even in the light heavyweight division, is not easy. Dude, what a style contrast matchup him against Pavlovich would be, though. That'd be tremendous. I mean, truly grappler striker. Although, again, it's never really that simple, but sure. it feels that way in 2023. Well, that's where we're leaning in there. In the main event, Luke, to carry on with OK Bet, Next, we go to the favorite, and we do have that card that we mentioned. Bellator is going to be in Paris this evening. Bellator 296. Am I going first? From the Acor Arena. I'm teeing up okay. your thing by just reminding people, Luke, that they can catch that. What time does that early card start? I think uh, 3 or 4. I'll double check. I believe it's 3 p.m. Eastern on the Bellator YouTube channels, but we go, or is that the main card? Main card at 3 p.m. Yeah, it's Eastern early. on Showtime. I believe the preliminary card starts like. Any minute, right? Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to go for my favorite. That's what we're picking now. I'm going to take Gegard Mousasi over Fabian Edwards. Now, certainly Edwards is a credible threat. I don't think he got to this position accidentally. And we've talked about what I think is a pretty clear uh, – what, what I think I've seen are pretty clear signs of decline from Mousasi. Not that he's completely fallen off a cliff. That's not what I mean. But that is he at the peak of his powers at age 37 and 60, 70 fights in, whatever it is to this point in his career. No, I don't think he's at the peak of his powers. Nevertheless, he is very good. He is very crafty, highly experienced. There's nothing Edwards has shown or will show here that he hasn't seen before. The question is, has he dropped off enough to make the difference in skill and experience negligible relative to what Fabian Edwards can do as he steps up in competition? I guess we'll see. I don't think so. I think Musasi can wrestle if he needs to here. And I think he's just got more ways to win Typically, when he gets his when he gets his back pushed up against the wall, right. it's lesser competition. Who who can like Shlomenko or something? He can find ways to win. I think he will here as well. Skill for skill, he's better than Edwards. It's, and it's he's just, just done more in the sport. Significantly, it's just better. what can Edwards do that could potentially expose some of the aging limitations that are sneaking up on Gegard? I don't know if he can here. I don't make know it a if speed game. Make it a speed game. Really get him reacting. Yeah, if, to if we get a lifeless Musasi in that sense, yes. that's probably the defensively lane. shelled. You know, confused. So you're taking the favorite that is a minus two sixty Gegard Musasi according to Caesars plus two ten Fabian Edwards. Look, my favorite. I will stay on this Bellator card. Look, Denise Gilholtz can fight. I like that pick. Okay, and she's a minus 230 favorite here against Paula Christina at Bellator 294. Luke, this is not an overly featured by fight. It's going to be on the undercard, but here's the deal for Denise Kielholtz. It'll at least be the featured fight on the preliminary card. Luke, she's 34. She looked ready potentially for a title run in Bellator, but three straight defeats. You would say, though, considering the names, Juliana Velasquez for the title, she got submitted by Conan Watanabe and then lost a split decision to Alara Joan that... You know, there's quality in that. It's at the title level. I think she's better than her performances have indicated. Sometimes I don't know if she throws enough strikes against the super elite, so she tends to be in the spot to look competitive but lose the decision ultimately. I feel like she's got a bounce-back potential opponent here that she's going to wipe. She's going to wipe through. Okay? Okay. So I'm taking the favorite, Denise Keelholtz. Okay. Very good. Uh, BC. Instagram told me to. All right, very good. For my underdog, this one I was a little bit surprised by. Um, maybe I shouldn't be. Maybe I'm sleeping a little bit. I think highly of Ian Gary. I think he's got a great future. And I recognize that this is a – he is, by the way, very much favored to win. And 
Uh, would not be surprised if he did. I don't mean it that way, but the reason I took Daniel Rodriguez as my underdog pick this week is mostly as an odds play because he is a significant underdog to a degree that I'm actually somewhat surprised by. I think they've got him at almost plus 300. I think he's just shy of that, BC. If you want to tell me where D-Rod is relative to Ian Gary for UFC Charlotte. Do you see it yet? Uh, yes, I do. Plus 240, Rodriguez. Seems minus. A little, that seems a little high for me. That minus seems a little 300 high. for Ian Machado Gary. Is yeah, so again, I recognize that Gary, uh, I see that he is the favorite. I understand the case for him being a favorite. Uh, I just feel like Rodriguez, we talked about it before, Southpaw versus Orthodox. He is a clever counterpuncher. He can also lead if he has to. He's got good experience at this point. Um, you know, he got a late start, so he is a little bit older, but I don't think he's got too many miles on him. Of course, neither does Gary, but you just get the idea. Like, that's a very difficult guy to beat. Now, Gary might be able to keep it at range for long portions of the fight. It's really going to be up to a guy like D-Rod to find his way to the inside, but I think he stands a good chance of doing that, so... I'm going to say Daniel Rodriguez is my underdog pick. I like the balls on that pick right there, and I love this matchup. I think this is the best fight of the weekend, true or false, across all combat sports. Which ones? This one? Yep. No. No, not at all. You don't You don't think this has the potential to be not only an entertaining fight, but a fight that we're going to learn a lot about both guys to find oh, out. Oh, I think Gary's, you will learn a lot. Like, it, from no, it's a fine fight. But from like intrigue, it might be the best fight of the weekend. You, you think that's a false statement? Depends uh, what you're intrigued by. Two men. <laughs> All right, coming together. No, there's a, there's a this is a this is a potential elite crossroads fight right here. So, uh, and, and you're going with the underdog, and I like that pick here. I do. I like think that, pick. that um... new CBS Monday, NCIS is back. We need all hands on deck. So grab your gear. NCS! And join our elite team. What about the charges? Murder. New cases to be solved. Double tap to the chest. Same caliber as the murder weapon. And new criminals to catch. That's the bomb maker. Where's the bomb? A new NCIS, Monday, 9, 8 central, on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Paramount Plus original docuseries returns. The last time I saw Max, he looked at us laughing, and then everything changed in a blink of an eye. My feeling as a detective is that he was murdered. Yahoo Entertainment calls it a spine-chilling docuseries, showcasing real-life tragedies. What if it was your child who went missing? We need to know the truth. Never seen again. Now streaming on Paramount Plus. Gary might have to learn a lesson here. He might have to learn a lesson. Or, or he's going to prove that he really is ready to start leveling up. And I think yeah. that's why this fight is so must-see. Luke going with the underdog. I like that pick. My underdog, I'm going to stay on this UFC card, Luke. I'm going to go with their own featured preliminary bout. Two old guys are going to come together and bang at Walter Wade as Matt Brown and 38-year-old Court McGee. I add his age in because we know Matt Brown is still living the dream in his 40s and hanging on. And it's showing you the power of longevity. Luke, he hasn't... It's not the same Matt Brown, of course, but he can still surprise you with a violent KO. Mm -hmm. It just feels like Court McKee at this point is that guy who could be on the other end of that, who's won, had two wins recently, but, you know, there's a lot of losses in Court's run. He actually was lucky to survive multiple times not being cut throughout this journey. But, Luke, as we look at the odds right now, plus 180. They're giving Matt Brown as the underdog against the minus 220 Court McGee. I got to jump on that, dude. This is going to be an action fight. Imagine this fight going the distance with the judges preferring the violence and carnage of Matt Brown. Yeah, mm -hmm. you can imagine that. Yes. Yeah. All right. You can also imagine Matt Brown stabbing him and stopping him, right? 
just with a knife, just <clears throat> between the sixth and seventh rib. Right, just can't let out a scream because it hits you in the lungs. Um, Is that was that a was that an apathy line? Was that a bar? You no, like you never heard that, that where you, if you stab them in between the sixth and seventh rib uh, at an upward angle and you pierce the lung, you, they, they can't scream. In my hometown, this is all we needed, Luke. Okay, <laughs> this right. is all you needed growing <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, BC. Well, I had a different pick. Um, I just realized that uh, as of an hour ago, now this fight is off. Uh, we just learned. So for my over under, I initially had Natan Levy versus Pete Rodriguez going the distance, but Rodriguez for the second time, I think in two fights, failed to make weight. That's not good. So, and I think in this case, didn't even try. So he's probably going to get a cut from the UFC. And then on top of that, um, there's no fight. So I have to pick a different one right on the well, spot. Luke, why don't I jump in then and take my pick? Please go ahead. For, for over or under, which, where the fight go? And I did want to get you to talk about this fight, whether it's on your list or not. It's the co-main event of UFC. It's Anthony Smith. It's Johnny Walker and that light heavyweight tilt that, you know, still could produce somebody fighting for that title picture while sending the loser in the opposite direction. Luke, I'm going to say that this will not go the distance. Somebody's getting stopped here. The question is who we talked about that impressive stat when Johnny Walker wins it's in the first round and he TKOs you uh, typically when it goes past the first round though he can have some issues Luke you could definitely see the veteran Anthony Smith turning this around on the ground what do you make though Anthony Smith told our own Shaquille Missouri of CBS Sports that you know he was really going through some mental health struggles during the Ankaliyev fight he had recently buried his mom and he hadn't dealt with any of that he was just sort of putting it off and he says in hindsight that was the wrong way to deal with it he wasn't himself in there could Anthony Smith surprise us potentially here Saturday by by reminding us of his skills and his game? I absolutely think so. I mean, the, he is 34, and he I would call him a bit of an older 34, just given the amount of miles that he's had. And again, he had a rough start to his career. We just didn't really know what he was doing and then figured everything out and got really, really good. And I think he is really good. I, I, I've always been a believer in the upside of him. Uh, sometimes you see it, sometimes you don't. But against an opponent like Johnny Walker, who these days is certainly more careful, yes, uh, no doubt about it, but can, I think, be baited or at least will still try high-risk stuff, which has, in some cases, high reward, but, um, you know, it's, it's super risky. So... A, a guy like Anthony Smith, who's got the experience, the jiu-jitsu savvy as well. Walker's only been subbed one time in his career, which was uh, on the regional scene, hasn't been in, in the UFC. Still, a, a guy like Anthony Smith can do that. You know, again, he did it to Uzdemir, did it to Gustafson. So Walker's certainly capable of getting it. And even on the feet, do we again, we talked about it. That first round, he's a nightmare. So if Smith can find a way to not uh, get fall into those traps... Yeah, he absolutely can win this one. Very much. It was so. really nice what Anthony Smith said about me too the other day, Luke. You know, it was really nice of him. Uh, yeah, he was being overly gracious. He was like, "That guy's a real man," and yeah. I can tell at the end of the day. Uh, Luke, they are a minus one ten, yeah, even here. Wow. Stalemate here, according to Caesars. Are you leaning either way? You did not make this one of your picks, I don't believe. Are you leaning either way? Because I'm saying it won't go the distance. That's an official pick from BC. Oh, okay, I definitely then. agree with that. I definitely agree with that. But who gonna, wins? Who wins? Man, I haven't even thought about it. you. Put me on the spot. Um, so you said it's minus one ten either way. Yeah, man, it's a good fight. It's good. It's, it's a, a good great one. I, I would lean. I'll. I, I do think Johnny Walker's not to be trifled with. I will lean ever so slightly, Smith. Yeah, I do think here, here's Smith the has to be smart in round one. He, he has, has to be. Yeah. Yes, if he if Smith starts to brawl with him, then forget it. But I do think Smith is the more skilled of the two. It, can Smith still physically come in here and look to gas out Walker and just outwork him? Is that still possible in this version mm, of Anthony? I don't think that's a real path to victory, okay. no. Okay. No. It's going to be interesting here, Luke. Who are you going with on your revised, will it go the distance or will it not? I will say it will not go the distance between Cody Stamen and uh, I think it's Douglas Silva de Andrade. 
That guy's jacked, right? Jacked as shit. Yeah. Cody Stateman jacked as shit too, but uh, Deion Dan Drage might have the most insane physique in all of MMA. Like it's shocking. Jalatin uh, Almeida is up there too. He's up there too, but I mean, this dude is dice. Job would say first team all body. First team all body. <laughs> that's, that's actually a good, decent line. That's, that's a decent, a decent line. line, dude. Deion Drage is what does they say? Dice to the fucking socks. This yeah. guy. Anyway, um, both guys are actually pretty capable. But here's the thing: I feel like the way in which Stamen, who also I think is the better wrestler of the two, and, and I think also round manager he's going to have to be careful against a big puncher who also takes risks but can fight out of bad positions like DeAndrage does. So you don't want to get too risky on the feet with him. You want to control him as best as you can, which I think Stamen can do, but that's going to end up negating a lot of action and then carrying it to the end. I like I that think. title, round manager. That was like DC in that WWE referee shirt, right? You know what I mean? He managed that that uh, shape pretty well. That was, um, that was the buffet manager. I'll wow. Uh, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to this fight indeed. Um, let's see. Luke Thomas says it will not go the distance. Cody Stamen did appear, though, in MK Donkumentary number seven. Did he? Um, Homeward Bound. Yes, inside the Extreme Couture Oh, yes, yes, yes. That's with right. With Coach Nexack. Yes, he was very nice. All right, Luke. Finally, we go KO or sub. Where are you going? Which fight? So I'm going to go. It's actually you should take place in a matter of hours. I'm going to go with Mansoor Barnawi taking on Brent Primus. This, of course, is for the lightweight Grand Prix. Quarterfinal. Quarterfinal, excuse me. Well, the Grand Prix. Right, so quarterfinals kicking it off. Oh, yes, yes, yes. The lightweight Grand Prix quarterfinals, excuse me, of course, this is going to be in Paris, France, where Barnawi is from. He is French. And I think it's going to end in sub. Barnawi has a ton of finishes with rear naked choke. And... Premise is good and a good wrestler, but I just feel like Barnawi, as I said it before, is the dark horse of this tournament. He could knock him out, too. I definitely think Barnawi wins. I'm going to take a bit of a flyer on him getting a sub. Dude, Barnawi's tape does does jump off the screen a little. Yeah. Um, he knows what he's doing. In he's very, very good. It's a big pickup for them, for Bellator. Luke, finally, I'm going to go with a very good-looking man in that UFC card. I'm talking about a Carlos Olberg, who, I've got to be honest, your... Your... Erection for all things um, CKB. Let's be fair, right? You know, Volkanovsky, Coach Eugene, you know, is he? I mean, is he? Yeah, he is, Luke. Uh, I'm talking about you don't extend that. You go a little hooker. You get a little hookery on me. You like Dan Hooker. You don't extend that down to Olberg. Why? Um, I just haven't seen enough evidence yet, which is what I'm going to say. What if I showed you his DMs? <laughs> I, I would cry. <laughs> Can you imagine his DMs? Just like series of tens, yeah. you know, totally uh, yeah. making it easy for him. Um, I I think highly of him, and he had that win over the uh, the guy out of Camp Springs, Maryland. The um, uh, what's He made it look easy, Luke. I can tell you his name in a second. Yes, yeah, I, I was very impressed by that. He's had a series of good wins beyond that. Are you talking about Nicolau Negamorano? No, you talking about uh, that. Tafan Nuctual or yeah, Fabio? It's, 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 it's Tavon. He's the, he's the guy out of Camp Springs, Maryland. Um, I was impressed by that win. I was really impressed by that win. Nevertheless, I still haven't – you know, Dan Hooker's had his ups, he's had his downs, but Dan Hooker stopped Gilbert Burns with a single strike. He did. I don't need to tell you anything about Volkanovski or Izzy or a lot of the other guys in that gym, even Kaikar France. Like, they've achieved at a very high level. Olberg is just much more junior to them. Like, he's just much further back in his journey. So I haven't seen enough tape to be like, oh, well, he's not so necessarily on par with those guys, but he just hasn't done enough in the sport yet for me to say that, like, he's this exemplar of CKB greatness. He might end up being. I'm not saying in any way that he won't be. I just, we got, he has Well, to he's 32, first. though. He has a young face, but he is 32. 32, we'll yeah. So he's got Ehor Poteria in front of him, and Vegas really likes Olberg, minus 420. Luke, I'm saying for this purposes of OK Bet that this fight ends in a knockout. Both him and Poteria have that 
that track record. They have that potential to do that here. And I think both are going to come in hungry to look to prove themselves. But Vegas likes him huge, minus 420 betting favorite. Surprising. I mean, I get him being the favorite, even maybe even by a, a decent margin. But that margin seems a little high. All right. Okay, bet in the books, Luke. But also this weekend, Saturday night, the Cosmopolitan in Las Vegas Showtime Championship Boxing is back. 9 p.m. Eastern. What would you say? Yeah, but we're closing out okay bet by looking ah, okay. at the weekend schedule. Luke, ah, okay, you know okay, I'm saying? okay. And, and what I was going to tell the people was that we got a triple header for you, 9 p.m. Eastern Saturday night from the Cosmo there. Roly Romero, BC's favorite fighter, going to take on hard-hitting veteran Ismail Barroso, a last-minute replacement, Luke Thomas, a month out for the champion Pueyo, who had a... Ivada test pop. Yeah. So that title is now going vacant. Barroso stepping in. This is for the vacant 140-pound world title. Luke, I pop huge for Roly. A reminder that at 6.30 Eastern tomorrow, you and I will be setting the stage for this whole card there on the Showtime Sports YouTube channel with Showtime Boxing Countdown. But Luke, they go live at 9 with a triple header. What should the fans be looking for? We haven't seen Roly since he got knocked out by Javante Tank Davis, but you know his Twitter handle, his website name, sign up for KOs, Luke. That's what we do. We also sign up for cringe comedy and I'm here for it. But uh it's weird that you like Roly and like you're not a big Cejudo guy. Cejudo's like forced and fake. What, what you think Roly no, is but just, Roley just, commits. just out here like being Andy uh Kaufman or something? First of all, Roly, I don't know if you can see the medallion around his neck. It's 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 him. It's hilarious and he's got these great 80s surfer glasses Dude, on. Look, look hold on. Can you show on screen the show full picture of this if you can? But okay. See those glasses that he's yes. wearing? You know who wears those? Roly Romero, Bullies in Back to the Future. Yes, yes. And Jay Aaron. Jay, Aaron. <laughs> yeah, and there's Jay your, fucking there's Aaron. your common thread. So you asked me, look, I think Roly commits to the bit more. He's in on it. He's smarter com- comedically than we real than people realize. Is it corny? Yes, but he commits to it, Luke. He, like so, he's. I don't know. What do you make? What do you make? Okay, we'll get to this match in a second. But what do you make of Roly in general as a threat? As a as a fantastic B-side opponent for big-name fighters in the 135-140 area. Luke, he wants Ryan Garcia bad if he wins this and picks a, and wins a title. He's also been calling out Spence at 147 for a while, oh, whether Spence you think do that's evil, crazy evil or not. Is he just a viable B-side guy that's willing to play the villain, or could it be more at 140? There's some things that we definitely know about Roly Romero, and there's definitely some things that we don't. So here's what we do know for sure about Roly, and you have to give him credit for it. He can crack. He can crack. He can thump. He is a substantial power puncher. Maybe not quite as much as Tank Davis, but even Tank said that his power was formidable. And I think you should listen to that no matter what you think about Rolly Romero. Okay, he's got a big punch. And what I will also say is I thought he performed up until he got KO'd pretty admirably against Tank Davis. Yes, of course, Tank Davis won in the end. And, of course, Tank Davis starts slow and has to work his way through problems and then eventually just closes the show like he normally does. Nevertheless, just look at the tape. Roley did pretty well against him for long stretches of that fight. The problem is, BC, for me, in earlier, or I should say other fights that Roley's had, the tape has not necessarily been so impressive. It's not been the kind of thing that blows you away. By no means am I saying he's a bad boxer or something like that. I'm just kind of pointing out that, like, we know he's got a big punch, and against the best fighter he's faced, he did rise to the challenge at least yes. a, a good amount. Tank showed him respect after. And Tank definitely showed him respect. I've just not seen enough of a body of work for me to know exactly how good he is. I will say that he he upped his game for the Tank fight. 
because when you look back at this tape, you see a barbaric fighter. We saw that in, uh, what was it, Jackson Mourinho's fight where, where Roley won a secondary title, but nobody thought he got the decision. Well, I think since then, he's found out how to be craftier. He found out how to make his raw, awkward style work for him. It made Gervonta take pause. Obviously, in the end, Roley ran into a punch against really arguably the best counterpuncher that, that sets up those one perfect shots to get you out of there in the whole sport. But Roley said this week, Luke, I learned from that lost patience. So if I can come out there and set up my attack better, not rush when I feel like I got a guy hurt, he feels like he can do better. I just don't know if he can win big fights that he's not knocking you out. That's my question. Can he win a big fight where he's not dominantly the bigger puncher walking you down? You fear, I think, in close fights that he's not going to throw enough offense. It'll be interesting here on Saturday because I think we expect a war from 40-year-old Ismael uh, Barroso. He's what, Venezuelan, is it? I believe he's Venezuelan. But here's the thing about him. Uh, the dude's 40. He has been a mandatory for this particular belt. Ready for this? Since 2019. 2019, and I think it's the WBC, has basically been telling him, just wait a bit, wait a bit, back burner, back burner, wait a bit, wait a bit. Here he is four years later getting his title shot. So it's like you're not even like necessarily mad that he's in the spot, especially given what happened before with the original headliner. I'm just sort of pointing out that like he is 40 years old. You, you, you got to wonder about what that's going to do to his readiness. On the other hand, here's the thing. He kind of earned this over time. And then on top of it, he can also thump. Yeah. Barroso can also thump, and so Roley is hittable. You know, he should win just by virtue of youth, but BC, be he's the, not out of this fight. He'd be the right Roley if he wins this, and like you said, we got to find out what happens. I think this will be a war. This will actually be, I think, the type of fight that plays into Roley's strength and his style. So he may be the one winning the title. He may be the one getting knocked out, but Roley would be the perfect B-side for Ryan Garcia. Tell me he wouldn't for a pay-per-view fight, somebody that's going to play the villain heel role but also entertain you with his comedy, and then also because of Ryan— Also Ryan's, entertain you with his comedy. And then also you can't deny, even though Ryan probably wins that fight— he also might get knocked out. Dude, this is like looking at like videos of people being beheaded and being like also entertaining you with the comedy. Yeah, it's called Faces of Death. We had that on VHS in the 80s, okay? Yeah. I don't know if that would describe it. what he does as comedy more as just like deeply sociopathic, but uh, you know, neither here nor there. Okay, else, so you don't think Ryan Garcia and Rolly's a great event? Of all the fights I would um Look, I don't want to see him against Spence, but do I want to see Rolly against like Teofimo and all these other guys at 140? Hell yeah, right? Maybe, maybe. Let's see how he looks on Saturday, maybe. Okay, we'll find out there. That's a triple header. Catch Luke and I at 6.30 Eastern on the Showtime Sports YouTube channel. Luke, talking about sponsors, I'm using this new one all the freaking time. Have you noticed? Do I look country time pink lemonade with a little bit of jaundice? A little bit less so, dude. My wife, who is big into skincare, she saw what this stuff was. She, she looked it over. She researched it, and she told me, if I don't start using this stuff— Nothing. She's not going to leave me. But what she did recommend was... <laughs> but she'd consider it. She considered it. But yeah. she was serious. She was like, this is exactly what you need. This is exactly what you've been looking for. Does she call you Poppy? Or is that too intimate of a My question? daughter calls me Poppy. Okay. okay. Yeah. My wife thinks it's a little weird for me. Yeah, that is a little bit To weird. be called Poppy by her. Mm -hmm. But damn, Violetta does it. Anyway, you right. were saying before you, you interrupted throw my... your hands in the air if you're a true player. Just uh, the same nine thing. out of ten men experienced healthier and visibly improved skin with Caldera Lab, by the way. Tools to keep your skin fresh and confident as the weather heats up this summer, BC. Today, we have an exclusive offer for our audience. You could try it yourself, and you could trust Caldera Lab for their skin needs. You can go use the code COMBAT with a K yeah. at calderalab.com for 20% off their best product. And I can hear you, you listening and going, well, what, what the hell is Caldera Lab really? Well, I'll tell you. 
There's somebody that creates high-performance men's skincare products by combining pharmaceutical-grade science along with nature's purest and most potent ingredients. How about that for a dynamic duo, Luke? Uh, it's pretty great, of course. Well, as you age, Luke, you might notice things like fine lines, wrinkles, and, uh, you know, jaundice. Uh, it's time to take control of your skin with Caldera Lab. They've got something called the Regimen, which the Regimen Bundle leads off their lineup. There's a twice-a-day routine to transform your skin. Luke, imagine this bundle. You'll find the clean slate, the base layer, and the good. That's right. Clean slate is where you start your day, of course. Balancing cleanser that uses gentle plant-based cleaning, leaving all skin types refreshed. The base layer is nutrient-dense, fortifying moisturizer that hydrates your skin and absorbs fast, leaving you with a matte finish so you can start your day yeah. confidently, BC. Remember I mentioned the good? Ow, 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 ow. <laughs> you know, it was good. Yeah. Ow, ow, ow. Look, the good is your go-to at night before bed and clinically proven multifunctional serum that helps your skin right around the eyes, right? Look, look all together tighter, smoother, and it reduces the visibility of wrinkles. There's a lot, I mean, this whole, Luke, the whole thing, I could read ad nauseum full paragraphs about what this does, Luke, but I want the people to try it. That's right, the Icon, it is a rejuvenating serum. We're here to address the three most common skin concerns around the eye, fine lines, dark circles, and puffiness. And of course, listen, Look, Caldera if you're still Lab in the game, use it. That's right. right. Caldera Labs is committed to transparency, sustainability, and excellence, of course. Want a better skin care for men, the whole nine yards. So through their uncompromising craftsmanship and exceptional ingredients and rigorous transparency, Caldera Lab is here to upgrade your skin and confidence. 20% off with the code COMBAT at Caldera Lab. 20% off Caldera Lab using the code COMBAT. Take your skin care to the next level using Caldera Labs. So if you're, if you're in the game still, use it. And if you're an old piece of shit out of the game, listening to this in your sweatpants, do something nice for your wife, okay? Turn yourself around, all right? Would you please? Shave your balls, too. I mean, seriously, what the hell's wrong with you? You're an absolute dirt hole. I one time asked my friend, I was like, how often do you sh shave your balls? He's like, I don't shave my balls. And I'm like, uh, dude, that's the most disgusting thing I've ever heard. You just got fucking billy goat hair down there. All right. People are like, that's for the adult hey, stars. Before we start the wheel, I have a gift. Before we start the wheel, I have a gift for you. Okay, now is... Uh, it's what holiday is this, Luke? It's not my birthday, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Can you wear that in the rest so of the this, show? So this hat says it's Colombia, not Colombia. Right, so if you said it with a Spanish accent, it would be like, it's Colombia, not Colombia. Colombia. That's how they read it. They read it as Colombia. So Luke, as I get this ready for the first time in this show's history. This is, dude, this, this is going to be so fucking great. So yes! Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I got to make, hold yes. on, hold on. Let me, let me play with this a little bit more. Let me get there. I got to get the look at rim. that hair. Where did I you get, get a haircut? A fucking badger attack? Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> Shout out to Kenny there. I'm okay. okay. BC's like, yo, I paid three bucks to this homeless man with a butter knife at the behind the Arby's for a haircut. Okay, okay. It does look a little bit like a beanie on my head, but it dude, gives me that look, truck yo, driver dude, vibe. I think I'm that they make for. these hats to make the whites look extra gringo. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I gotta wear this hat the rest of the show, clearly, right? Dude, I dare, I dare you to wear this hat and just walk around, just saying racist shit. <laughs> Luke, do I look a little bit Hispanic with this hat on? That wasn't racist of me to. You ask wearing that. that hat honestly looks like a hate crime. I mean, really. Oh god. <laughs> All right, Luke. We just, we right. once developed this segment called the Wheel of Death because you get very whiny and bitchy about, I don't want to answer that question. Yeah. I'm not doing that shit. Yeah. So we created this segment where you spin the wheel and you get what you get, but you've had years of abuse piling up. That's true. Four of them, almost. 
where you're like, you know what, BC, why don't we reverse that? And I'm like, I, you, we can't reverse it. I had the three needles to the bag. To reverse it sounds real painful, right? You know what I mean? Yeah, right? <laughs> three needles to yeah, the bag. Yeah, but uh, we're going to reverse engineer the old wheel of death. So you've made uh, the wheel with 14 categories, I have categories, made the wheel. Right? No, I don't have 14. I only had eight questions, so many of them repeat. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> and some of them, I want to say, some of them are very mean. But some of them are very nice. All right. And some of them are very fun. So is this just a roast of BC? No. Or is this an no. actual, you know. So let's go through here. Let's go through <laughs> this here. This hat is so absurd, yeah. by the way. Okay, here so are your great. categories. The TFAT case subreddit, because you're just going to own it now. What, is the, what do those letters stand for? The fighter and the kid. Okay. Uh, I just wrote alpha, American alpha. Yes. All right. The next one is rap music. Love the uh, the amount of effort you put into like writing them in like stylish ways and getting the full category name in there. You're just like feel free to list let's my put balls. the first letter of every. Feel word free, there. feel free. Uh, happy days. Okay. What about that Blake purple one? What do we do with that? Dealer's choice. Oh, okay. Uh, CT for Connecticut. SAT for Scholastic. I think it was SAT stand for Scholastic Aptitude Test. I believe. Uh, '90s rock trivia. Dealer's choice, and then last but not least. Old LT, old LT, Luke Thomas. Let's see what you know about him, huh? So spin the wheel, bitch. I hope you have really long questions that get people up. No, no, mine are not nearly as uh, annoying as yours. All right, here we go. Uh, so it's f so it's five spins, and I yeah, get yeah, what I get. Yeah, yeah, just five. We're not even gonna, even depending on how long it takes, just even four. But all right, I get to sit in the hot seat and take the flames and arrows of outrageous fortune, Luke. Whatever I get, I get. Okay, I mean, could that thing spin fucking longer? Alpha. Okay. okay. That sounds like me, Luke. Uh, I don't know if I like this question that much. All right. So someone once asked me this question, so I'm going to ask it to you, but I'm just going to treat it this way. You call yourself, of course, the American Alpha. What, al what Alpha shit, BC, do you do? Not even. Let's learn a little bit more about Brian Campbell, the American Alpha. So you uh, call yourself the American Alpha, or what is it, the 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 BC with the I wouldn't say I'm the self-proclaimed BBC with that BDE, but that's what they call me, Luke. The Big Beige Campbell with that big dick energy, all right? Okay. <laughs> okay. But to get to that point takes a little bit of trial and error. A lot of right? error. Right? And you've gotten to a wonderful point in your life, and I'm very happy for you. But I'm a little bit more concerned about the error. Before you became the American Alpha, you were something else. Tell me about the worst date you have ever been on. CBS Wednesday. We have so many cool, diverse people from different backgrounds, different beliefs, different upbringings, and it just keeps growing. I'm a citizen of the United States. I'm a hustler. I'm a big Taylor Swift fan. I'm the queen of the tribe. I am playing whatever role I gotta play. I'm gonna play this game for speed. I ain't going down like no punk. A new Survivor, Wednesday on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Fantasy baseball draft season is upon us, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Stample, six times per week throughout March. Sleepers, breakouts, busts, live mock drafts, spring training updates, and everything in between every Monday through Saturday. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found. And if it ends with a crime, don't tell me about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, I guess for the spirit of this question, I have to answer it. You yeah. know what I mean? Look, I've had, you know, embarrassing moments and bad endings in, you know, the college life, visiting people, whatever. I wouldn't know if you call those dates. Those are gross escapades that end declothed. No, a date. Covered in vomit, a right? A date, yeah. All right, an actual date, Luke. Um... I once brought a date to 187 with Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> that, wasn't, that wasn't necessarily like, like you know, with Russian roulette, like a romantic way. That did that. That did not have a second date. Okay. I also once went on a first date to American Pie. Remember that movie? Yes. Remember how raunchy that was? Yeah, it was pretty raunchy. I didn't get a second date there either. Luke, did you? So. After the movie was over, did you say "suck me, beautiful"? No, but it it. Uh, no, I didn't, but I, I think I exclaimed I think I exclaimed my interest after one date in the future of this relationship a little bit too aggressively. If, <laughs> if that's what you're looking for me to admit I here. I can't believe you took a date to 187. I mean, what the fuck are you thinking? I didn't watch the preview ahead of time, Luke. I was like, oh, Samuel L. What are we gonna get snakes on a plane? This will be great, you know? It didn't work out no, that didn't way, work did it? Out. All right. Luke. All right, next. Spin number two of the reverse wheel of death. Yeah, all, I mean, what happened to this fucking wheel, man? You know, it's been back and forth to Las Vegas. Do you know what that does to a man, Luke? Yeah, actually, I kind of do. Oh, really? You want to do this one? Okay, <clears throat> time for rap karaoke, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, hey, no, remember wait. when you made me do Encanto karaoke? Yes, that was a good moment. That right, so let me moment. take this down because you're going to use this as your screen. We'll put it back up here to finish. I will not say the N-word if that's what you're trying to, if you're trying to entrap me. I know, me, I know I it's your favorite one, but yeah. you're going to have to wow, leave that wow. one out. That, that was Manich. So Manich, have you ever performed with this, Mike? Not that one. Oh. Uh, so let me set this up. So... He made me do Encanto karaoke. It's only right that I make him do rap karaoke. And there was a song that he mentioned he had never even heard of before that was maybe like the biggest song of 2005, even, even after that. It's still tipping, technically by Mike Jones. You don't have to do the entire song, but I need you to do Slim Thug's parts. And in fact, uh, which yeah, is the opening one. I need one. to know the, I, I need to. So they're going to play the music in our ear. Okay. And the lyrics are going to flash up here, correct? But I don't even know how Say again. it'll be in the show. It'll be in the show as well, so they can I hear the music. I don't know how it's sung, though. I don't know this song. Well, me, well, I, you know, this is this Imagine is. If the, I was like, all right, stop, collaborate, and listen. You'd be like, once again, you're about to commit your second hate crime of the day by doing this rap along, <laughs> but you're just gonna have to figure it out. I'll help a little bit. Let's go. Here we go. Still tipping. Wrapped in full golds, tipping on full foes. Wrapped in full folks, bitch, tipping on full foes. Wrapped in full folks, bitch, tipping on full foes. Packing full foes, bitches, still tipping on full foes. Wrapped in full vogues, bitch, tipping on full foes. Wrapped in full vogues, bitch. Vogue means oh, tipping on, wrapped in the vogues, baby. Pimping for my hoes, and I'm packing for the full foes. Now look who creeping, look who crawling, still balling in the mix. It's six, six, long dick slim. Stick in your chick. Come on, do it. Pulling tricks, looking slick at all times when I'm flipping this dick. Berry sipping, card dipping, Grant with grain gripping. Still tipping on full foes, wrapped up in full vogues. And then I Superman this biatch. Yeah, <laughs> blowing on, on that on Indo, Indo. GameCube, Nintendo, 5% tint so you can't see up my window. Yeah. It's Columbia, not Columbia, yeah. bitch. Don't off, talk about my coffee. Top down at Maxi's, go. With a big Glock, mine handy, pieced up, creased up, staying dressed to impress. Can you drive a stick? I could learn, baby, yeah. Gucci oh, Gucci shades, shades up, up on my braids when I escalate. R.I.P. Eddie Griffin when I'm riding Spreewells, sliding like an escapade. I got a maid. The big boss of the north ain't shit changed, still representing Swisher House. Yeah! 
Not bad. Not bad. Not bad. You know what they used to call me in college? Cracker? A a dropout, Luke. There you go. All right. Two down. Two down. All right. Here we go. Spin that wheel. Very good. Very good, BC. You're playing along quite nicely. This, the, the interminable length of this is really it's great. quite annoying. Uh, oh, dude, what the fuck? Can we this thing? 90s. Okay, great. Very good. 90s rock trivia. Oh, wow. BC, you should ace this. I'm setting you up for success here. I really feel like. So let me see how many of these I've got, and we'll go from here. So the, the key is how many of these can you get correct? What do I name? Um, I'm just going to give you... Uh, the clue, and you tell me the name of the band or the song okay. or whatever the okay. case. Here we go. Name the band to have a music video depicting them running naked through the streets of L.A. Uh, the Beastie Boys. Incorrect. The answer is Blink-182. Oh, for oh yes, 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 yes. Rusted Root yes. had massive success in the 90s with a hit that has been featured in global blockbusters, including Matilda and Ice Age. What is the name of that track? Oh, shit. Um, oh, my God. Do you know one time I went to a Rusted Root concert and drank 11 Zimas on the one-hour ride there and then <laughs> never made it into the concert and threw up outside and ended up at a uh, gas station in North Hartford for two hours with, with, and then Bogus's dad had to come pick us up? It was That was a, uh, that was a rough <laughs> night. You um, didn't miss much. What the hell's the I mean, they were on name? tour with jars so of I've play, always, like. Well, I've always held it against them because of that. Um, I know the song. I can sing the song, but what the hell's the title of that song? Am I really going to go 0 for 2 to kick off 90s music trivia? This was a huge these were very, hit. These were not hard either. I just, uh, um, I mean, it's not Send Me can On The Way. Can you sing the tune? Yes, it's Send Me On The Way. Right? And then they're dancing on the rock and they're doing those satanic symbols and stuff. I know the music video very well, Luke, okay? Yeah. Send me on my way. That's, That's the, the name. name of the okay, then yeah. I nailed it. I'll, I'll, it. I'll give you credit. I'll right, give you I one, that you're one for I two. I thought it had a different name that was, like, not obvious, you know what I mean? Okay, very good. Uh, BC, name the band in 1996 who had the hit song Breakfast at Tiffany's. Deep Blue Something. Wow! Yeah, finally. Super finally quick. Super quick. All right. Last one. Do you think he got laid because that was his favorite movie? He lied and said, said, what about? Right. So so that's ultimately the guy used that movie reference to get laid, right? Because he felt like we have nothing in common. But if I lie and say your favorite movie is mine, be like, no, I love Dirty Dancing. And then then that that was enough, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Do you think he went hard in the paint? Can I finish this? Sorry. Yeah. All right. I'm going to read you uh, some lyrics. You can tell me the song. I'm looking for the band, but extra points if you can tell me the song. Okay. Here are the lyrics. Ready? Am I wrong? Have I run too far to get home? Have I gone and left you here alone? One more time. Am I wrong? Have I run too far to get home? Have I gone and left you here alone? I'm probably wrong, but I was going to go I Alone by by Live. Oof. That's actually not a bad guess, but that's not it. What is it? It's Alice in Chains, Wood. Am I wrong? Yeah. Have I been I'm, Ultimately, I'm failing this 90s test when I'm the 90s guy. So yeah. That's it. I only had four of them. All right. I enjoyed that, that, though, and I did F that one up. Congratulations. Luke. All right. Nice. Spin it. That's three. <clears throat> Man, I had one today where I was going to make you eat cat food, but I kind of... Uh, we did 90s already, so spin it again. You did that on purpose.
purpose, I you did, fucking jerk off. I can control off. that. I can control that. I'll sp- I Spin mean. it. One last time. Come on. I don't mind if you get it, but you just got to get it fair and square. Fuck, I put it on here. All right, here we go. Uh, we did this one already. Here, let me spit it. Yeah, Luke, why don't you just poke one out there? I mean, let's slow that thing. I kind of want you to do the SAT one because that would be really awful for you. CT. Oh, perfect. Okay, <clears throat> great. This so, is my final spin? You have one more after this. Oh, boy. So, BC, this one is actually not a big deal. This is Connecticut. Now, Brian calls himself the king of Connecticut, I, which I is something that I'm happy to also call him. I like the title, but it makes me wonder, what does he really know about Connecticut? I have some trivia questions for him. Are you ready? I'm ready. Here we go. What Connecticut native and revolutionary patriot was famous for his saying, I only regret that I have but one life to lose for my country? Um, this happened in Connecticut. Or Connecticut native anyway, yeah. Is that Thomas Paine? It definitely is not Thomas Paine. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, you're going to tell him, in the, uh, Daniel Webster? No. Nope. Uh, Webster was one I almost picked for a different Yeah, um, no, it, it's not Mark Twain. Who was it? Mark Twain? What well, he, the fuck? I'm going with Connecticut. Revolutionary patriot? No, I'm going with Connecticut heroes who would fit the answer oh. to this question. Uh, Nathan Hale. Nathan, Nathan Hale. Hale. I should have got that one, Luke, but you know what? I'm not that worried that I didn't, though. You know? BC? We didn't really talk about that in my public school education. I can tell. BC, what is the state insect of Connecticut? Praying mantis. Luke, it is! Yeah! <laughs> That's a tough one. Yeah. That's a tough one. I mean, one. I do remember that from school, right? The, the flower, there's a mountain laurel, Luke. You know, I know some of that. Bullshit. BC, what town in Connecticut is home to the, this is a real thing, Nut Museum? The Nut Museum? What town in Connecticut is home to the Nut Museum? I've never heard of the Nut Museum in Connecticut, so. um. Dog, you've done a lot at the Nut Museum. Putnam. No. Old Lime is the answer. All right. Old all right, Lime. All right. So you're right. one for three. Hey, I'm not doing well at all on this wheel, Luke. Here we go. BC, kind of go back to a simple one, which I think you should get. This one seems fairly easy, but we'll see. Tell me the state animal of Connecticut. State animal? What the frick, frick kind of BS is this? Um, <laughs> a, a blue heron. A bird? Yeah. No, it's a sperm whale. Oh, all right. It's yeah, I mean, we, we had the Hartford Whalers, Luke. I figured you would might have Nathan, gotten that. We had no. Nathan, I don't know if you ever heard of Nathan Hale. We had him, too. <laughs> you know? All right, last but not least, BC, the name Connecticut means Long River. Yes. In what language? Um, Algonquin. Yeah! Hey, I feel like you got a couple of the hard ones. I Brain did, but, but I'm actually more disappointed. I didn't show it in the 90s. They're on very gettable questions. I kind of froze under pressure. All right, last one, my friend. Hit it. All right. <clears throat> By the way, if we don't get to some of the ones you like, we can recycle them for a future date. It's only if the people actually want to see this wheel return. Look, I thought it was dead forever. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, we've done all these. Luke. Okay. Do you want to just do? Yeah. What? I mean. What, one last time. One last time. Oh, what? <laughs> this, this thing is just the worst piece of shit ever. <laughs> SAT, Luke. All right, SAT. We can see, we can leave uh, the TFK one for a separate day. All right, BC. You have made fun of me for being on the math team, so it's only right that I just make you suffer with math. See, Luke, I'm street smart, not book smart. All right. We're gonna find out, BC. If you drove one third of the distance <clears throat> of a trip that you were on on the first day, yeah, and then sixty miles on the second day, 
and you still had half the trip to drive, what is the total length in miles of your trip? I'll read it to you one okay, more there's time. There's three days that we're driving. Yeah, hold on. If BC drove one-third of the distance of his trip on the first day yes. and 60 miles of the trip on the second day, he figured out that he still had one-half of the trip to drive. What is the total length in miles of BC's trip? He did one, He did one, how many on the first day? He did what percent? One-third X one. plus 60 equals 0.5 X. Dude, this is already making my brain hurt. <laughs> Would you be able to get this without even thinking twice? Uh, I, I pulled this one because it was the easiest one I could find. <laughs> is this what you and your college buddies used to do, sit around on a couch? Just, just, to, just, just, just to make you feel bad, were you the, the, the when stuff you that you would do on like mathlete competitions yes. is so far beyond this. It would make <laughs> this is spin. like the entry-level question. All right, he drove for three days. The first day, he drove a third of the trip. Yeah, the amount of days is not really relevant. The second day, he drove 60 miles. Yes, and that put him at half the total distance. What is... What is X. Okay. BC, the way to solve this is to solve for X, you fucking idiot. <laughs> Jesus, are we really doing this? Um, I didn't get a pen and paper, you know, to, right. to really help uh, figure this out. The answer for... Look, let me guess here. Uh, all right, so the total, the second day was 60 miles. The first day was a third... One-third of the was total Was one-third of the total distance, so... But we were only halfway finished at the end of the second day. That's right. This is not... You're just... You're not thinking this through. Solve for X. You can't make me. <laughs> <coughs> That's pretty true. I can't. Uh, Luke, I uh, my final answer is I pass. Okay, this is very simple, right? The answer is 360, so very simply solve for X. If you have one-third yes. X plus 60, plus multiply 60. both sides by 3, so that would give you X plus uh, 180 equals uh, 1.5X. Subtract X from both sides. That gives you 0.5X equals 180, in which case it's 360. X At what 360. point in that equation do you get laid? <laughs> if BC has three unused condoms at a senior prom, uh, no, do you, um, you're not there yet. Well, you when you when you are there, you'll dominate. But my kids are in high school and they come to me with math questions, and I'm just like, like what the fuck do you do? First of all, I went, I went, you know, I'm from a factory town, kids. But second of all, like my my look, they say you'll need math your whole life. I don't really need math. <laughs> I, really need math. <laughs> I like how your answer is. I've transcended math. <laughs> yes, I have. Uh, Luke, thank you for spinning uh, for uh, making round that of wheel. applause for BC for spinning. Yeah, the wheel. It's we, not easy. Uh, not fun. Yeah, but I embarrassed myself a few times, Luke. You know, not just in math. But the good news for the fans is, Luke, after we sit on the throne of dead wrong right now and embarrass ourselves again, we may embarrass our future in our final segment. I Goose think we will. Wild. Yeah. Um, Let's go here to Dead Wrong. We give you a chance at morningcombat at gmail.com to, uh, you know, come back at us. Tell, uh, tell us we got something factually wrong, spiritually wrong in terms of what we meant to intend or should have. Or maybe you just don't like us and you want to roast us. This is your chance. It's called Dead Wrong. <clears throat> Luke? We start with Michael. He says on the Cinco de Mayo show, the American dickhead Brian Campbell said that. 
Mighty Mouse fought Adriano Marais three times in a row. Obviously, his last two brain cells have killed each other because how could anyone forget the custom rules fight by Mighty Mouse with Rod Tang? Either way, I love you fucking Jamokes. It's Michael. Luke, I am. I'm dead wrong there. He had the Rod Tang fight in between, and I wasn't considering that when I was looking at DJ's run and saw the street three straight Marias fights. But yeah. It was a, a, not an official MMA fight, but it, it did officially happen, so I was dead wrong. Fair enough. All right, there you go. Uh, let's go over to Jared. He says, I have a dead wrong from Wednesday's show. When talking about Kamara Usman's 30% comment, Luke used 1% of what's left of his brain. Luke, if you took a journey on the first day... Sorry. Uh, Luke said he said that after fighting in Chile... That's dead wrong, Luke. He said it after laying on Emil Meek at UFC St. Louis. So they're claiming that you gave the wrong location for the 30% comment from Usman. Here's the truth. I can't say I'm right, but I'm skeptical that that is that because I remember <clears throat> interviewing Usman that week from Chile on my radio show. Interesting. Well, um, I could be wrong. Well, Jared says Lucas had too many vape hits and trips to the New York City subway, That's melting true. his brain to the point where he can't remember obscure MMA facts or when Brian said the odds for a fight when it just happened one minute prior. <laughs> Thanks for the content and keep up the great work. That definitely happens. Yes. Also, Luke, to be fair, I wasn't told math would be a part of today's show. Yeah, I know. I was, be I was being very shitty to you. I apologize. Um... Luke, let's go over to Dan. He says, hey, just a quick dead run. This is Dan from the Gold Coast. Is that Australia? I think so. Okay. Uh, Isn't that like we, the Perth area? Is the, I don't know. We call, sure. we call in Connecticut the Gold Coast, you know, like Greenwich and like those towns, you know? No one calls that the Gold Coast. <laughs> i got to be um, honest. Hey, just a quick dead wrong for Luke in episode 438 at 5220. He says only three people in the world wear white sunglasses. Dude from LMAFAO, Jay, and Colby Covington. Yeah, that's true. Luke's dead wrong. It's four people. Eric Albarassin needs oh. to be added to that list. <laughs> be better, LT. Come on, mate. Uh, his honorable mention for the Glasses Club is also Guy Fieri. Dude, also, like, when the captain wears those things, yes. he has, like, Christmas ornaments in the middle of them. I'm not sure how he can see through them, but he can, apparently. Yeah, I mean, the captain it can do... Did you see the captain was on the Ariel show, and he, um, he said that the... Cejudo Sterling fight did 700,000 pay per yeah, I, I don't, say, don't think believe that was that. accurate. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I really I mean, don't. I don't think that's true. Yeah, I don't I don't ultimately think that's true. Uh, Luke, that's all we got this week for Dead Wrong. So now, Luke, we will close today's show. Stupidly. With a very interesting idea. This is about to suck, BC. I hope you know. This for, is, is going to be terrible. For all of us, Luke? Um, probably for mostly me. So it's called, we got a new segment. And the new segment is called... Deuce is wild. You may say, you know, why is it called? Wow, look at that. Yes. Luke, why is it called that? I mean, you've heard of hot ones, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. Have you heard of loose twos? Because that's what it's going to give you after this segment, Luke. Excellent. A wild deuce chase uh, is going on. First, we feast, but second, we violently shit oh, We both shit agree that pants. if this gets bad enough, because we have to do work after this, that if this gets bad enough, we both have the ability to, to pussy out here. Yes? Are we going to DJ Khaled that a little bit? Hold on, my computer just reset randomly right when I needed it. Yeah, go ahead and bring, bring them on in. Just bring them on in. I mean, where did you get these wings other than the gutter? Just, just it doesn't matter. Which one is which? So, they're, both, they're both the same. Thank you, Manich. Okay, Producer Matt Ryle here of, of high testosterone levels and okay, showtime. Get more milk ready, please. So here's I, I the... Go get some! 
My computer just died, Luke, but I have a backup here. Here is ultimately the premise, Luke. I have concocted 10 questions of MK Ooh, trivia history for Deuces Wild. We have 10 <laughs> regular wings. That's going to be bad. That's going to be bad. We have 10 wings. And what is this sauce called from Buffalo Wild? Which one? What's it called here? Carolina Reaper Ghost Pepper Blaze. Carolina Reaper Ghost Pepper Blaze. They just threw every spicy thing in there. So Luke has claimed for years that he handles spicy food very well. I eat spicy food every day. But not like this shit, you know. I am notoriously bad with spicy food. I like a little. It tastes great. I love it. Remember I told you I was turning that pad thai up to two? And then the heat kind of buried me. But, Luke, I turn into a pumpkin very quickly in this Yeah, most people do. I probably will, too. So we got 10 trivia questions about how closely you've been following this show, Luke, over the past few years. <laughs> if you get them I right— I feel like I'm about to eat some wings. <laughs> I eat it. So are we just going to dip? There's 10 wings Yeah, I'm going to dip. Questions. I'll try to be as fair as I can. Like, I'll let you approve the dip before I eat it. So. All right, here we go. Question. But now, if I get it right— you gotta do I've got to eat the whole thing. And wing. in fairness, I know I just I would love to make BC. Can we get plates or something here? Yeah, we need a couple of extra plates. I, I got to dispose of the wings. I also need something to clean my hands because it's going to be spicy, and I'm going to want to clean my face. Um, now this could get you know. No, hold on, BC. In in all fairness, if I tried to make you eat as much as I'm probably going to have to eat, it just wouldn't go anywhere. So I'm not going to make you. But in the interest of good faith, you uh, you got to dab it a little bit. You got to dab it a little. All right. I mean, I, you know, anything for the art, Luke. At the end of the day, right? Although we, we're fi- no full disclosure, we're recording a Room Service Diaries episode directly after yes, this show ends, right this, there, right here. So, so we may be doing it from the restroom or the ER. Yeah, Luke. probably. All right. Question number one on Deuces Wild, the ten question hot wing trivia challenge, inspired by hot ones. But now you're going to have gross deuces afterwards. That's Corey Manichi. Thank you for the plates. Luke, here we go. Question number one. Morning Combat was birthed right here inside the Smolka studio in Jersey City, which at 287,000 people has the second biggest population in New Jersey behind which city? 287,000 is the population of Jersey City, making it the second largest city in the state. What's number one in terms of population? Uh, maybe I'm overthinking it, but it sounds like it's Newark, New Jersey. That is correct. 306,000 people, Luke. Have a bite. Question number one. All right. How much How much kick should I uh, I think you should start off very lightly. All right. I asked Ryle, our producer, and he said he tried these, Luke, and his lips were purple for two days. Ryle is also... Uh, and he said also his hog was purple as well. <laughs> that was unrelated, ultimately. He's, right. yeah, he's like, yo, my hog is like every dog's pink dick. All right, so what am I? I'm just, I'm what? I'm uh, what? Yeah, just touch, touch it a little bit more. Let me see. That's fine. Mm-hmm. That's good enough. Oh, God. Eat it. Just, dude, it, it, here's the swimming with bow-legged women. Just do it. Get it down. How you feeling? You got to talk to us. Look, oh, here we go. Big trouble in Little China, everybody. <laughs> you got to teach Kung Fu to the, the Guayalo? What's okay, up in this here? Is, this, is, this, is, this is heating up fast. <laughs> this is like, right now it's okay, but it, like the, 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 the stormtroopers are coming. Yeah. Ice World Hoth, episode yeah. five, you know uh, the beginning? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're coming. Oh, my God. My tongue is on fire. We might have to get someone else to read these questions. Can you read the next one? Look at look at that eye, boy. (laughs) 
Well, I can see you have not been diligent with the dye job. You're looking as gray as me, fucko. Yeah, my wife's not happy about it. I brought the dye with me, though. I just, I just let the gray you take want- me away. <laughs> okay, question number two. God, I hope you get this wrong. Which Nova Scotian town is 2022 MK Kodonk of the Year, Jay Paquette and his lovely wife, Dawn the Boss Lady, from? Mount Unike. Wow. <laughs> I swear, on my, I swear wow. on my mother, I've not seen any of these questions. Wow. Nothing. I didn't think you ever paid attention to that shit. Enjoy. <sighs> and no, I'm not going to bail you out yet. You're going to make you suffer first. Let's see. Get the drums. Okay, I'll I'll admit, the first one was not as painful right away as I expected, Mm -hmm. but you can feel the beginning. It's like you've been infected, Luke, and they're coming for you, okay? Come on, you're you're, you're delaying the process. We have 10 of these. Okay, that's fine. That's That's a lot. That's fine. That's That's a manly dose right there. I'm going to call it manly, but it's sufficient. You, what you always be like, BC, what actual alpha shit do you do? You're looking at it right here, okay? Not Not math. That's not alpha. This is, okay? (laughs) All right. Do it. Do it. Okay, rub it in your eyes. Definitely touch your eyes right away. <laughs> touch your ball sack right now. Talk to talk to the viewers. Oh talk. Look at that eyeball, boy. You're getting scoped out. That's the eye you make when you're horny, too, I bet, you fucking sick bastard. <laughs> Want to see my old face? Dude, I can't tell if you're eating hot wings or committing a sex crime. Look at your face. <laughs> You have to say, like, I may have gotten dropped twice in the opening rounds, but I'm still here, right? I'm still here. The Rod Salka of wing eating is here. Let's do it. Wow. Okay, question number three. At 111,000 views, our first episode of the revamped Room Service Diaries interviewing Glover Teixeira is our most watched RSD thus far. Which RSD, though, is currently in second place at 89,000 views? Oh, my God, this is attacking me. Dude, they don't, they don't come at you hard. Yeah. They get you in the back. Yeah, they, they come get... around the back, dude. So okay. They reach around. So it's Glover. It's not Glover. It's something other than Glover. <sighs> Wouldn't be Blanche Field. <coughs> Wouldn't be Brady. <sighs> How the hell do you remember Mount Unike? I mean, are you kidding me? I'm going to guess, but I think this is wrong. I'm going to guess John Anik. Incorrect. Fuck. John Anik currently in third place on the all-time list. It's Chael Sonnen ah! at 89,000. All, right. All right, I'm going to get one of these bad boys. Fuck off, Ryle. Okay, is that sufficient? Dude, that's a manly-sized dip right there, okay? Oh, yeah, this is what Luke's dates in high school looked like usually by the end of them, right, right before he paid. Dude, oh, my God, it's getting worse. Can I have some napkins, please? Yeah. Oh, God. It's hot. Uh, but up front, it's not that bad, right? You're like, oh, I could dance here. I could mm-hmm. get down, and then it's before you know you it, you're later. naked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So we're what? We're three down? We are three down. Number four. Here we go. Oh, dude, this is... Oh, yeah. That's hot. That's hot. Okay. MK Donkumentary number three, Luke, which was titled Abstract and Abrasive, 
featured footage filmed in 2021 in both Puerto Rico for the Logan Paul workouts and the Mohegan Sun in Connecticut for Bellator 258, which was headlined by which title bout? What time of year was this? I don't have to tell you that answer. So read, just read the question one more time. Donkeymentary number three, filmed in 2021, mm-hmm. had us at the Bellator 258 card in Mohegan <laughs> at the Mohegan Sun. We left because of <clears throat> Ashley's COVID. Babe. Yeah, she got COVID like a like a like a person does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Try not to get fired. People do get COVID. <laughs> um, look, uh, who is that title about main event? I hope you get this wrong. I really hope you get this wrong. You might be in, you might be in peril. This is starting to look a little bit like Gaethje versus uh, Habib right Shut now. Shut the if fuck I, up! <laughs> okay. Uh, <sighs> you little prick. And it was a title fight. It was said, a right? title fight. Bellator 258. 2021. It was in the second half of the year, 2021. I have to go to the milk now. Fuck off. Oh, wow. One dance with the devil and you're already in that white shit? Have you seen your teeth? (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to say... I really thought you were going to ask me my SAT score. That would have been embarrassing, Luke. Um, What do you think I got in the SATs? It's not great. Uh, I'm going to say... I'm going to say Ryan Bader versus Matt Mitrione. I don't know. You realize we did a full interview show the day before, right? I know. The main event was for the Bantamweight title, Sergio Pettis versus Juan Archuleta. All right. Well, fuck me. Here we go. Oh, wow. You don't have to dive. You don't have to to go underwater. Uh, You went underwater last dip. Oh, okay. That that's a decent amount. That I mean, that shows you got a little gall. You that's a that's an ex marine dab right there. I like that. No such thing, BC. Yeah, that's oh. just fucking hot. Oh, 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 oh yeah. Mm. Luke, what if I outlasted you in this competition, and you tapped like a I'd bitch? I'd rather die. <laughs> Tap or nap? Come on, next one. All right, here we go, Luke. Number five. During the infamous. Feeling these margaritas, Brian Campbell, live show at Beer House in Las Vegas last summer. We had four special guest appearances throughout the two-hour show. Not counting the many MK Donks who took part, including Little Anthony and V, Chef Kaz, Punch Drunk Pete, Melissa Loves MMA. How about that for a rebranding, right? And Dr. Mike with his tattooed wife. But Luke, who were the four guests that we had along with BC and LT on that show? Rashad Evans. Chuck Mendenhall, Mike Bond, Aaron Bronstetter. Oh Eat a wing, pussy. Oh, my God. I thought there was no chance you'd be able to get that right. Eat a wing. I don't even think you remembered them being there. I wouldn't have guessed that. I remember their faces. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's a good one. <laughs> that's that's an a good aggressive, one. That's an aggressive one. Now, can we get to show the level that I'm willing to go for this show? Oh, boy. We're firemen. We live in the fire. <laughs> Okay, that's a lot, though. Did I make a mistake? Eat that, you motherfucker. <sighs> oh, my God, it's so hot. These are fucking hot. It's so bro. hot. It's so hot. Are you doing the Sandra Bullock fucking Netflix movie bit? 
Because you don't want to see people see your gross sex crime eye? <laughs> Imagine if Popeye... I don't want to say it. I don't want to get into it. Dude, that's so hot. Yeah, it's fucking hot. It's fucking hot. Read the next one. Come on. He's got to power through. Number six. Former MK producer Jason Aaron once shared an embarrassing picture of his failed homoerotic boy band, which was known by what name? Oh, God. It wasn't GHB, was it? (laughs) (laughs) No, that was was the name of the after party. (laughs) (laughs) What was the... Oh, God. It was the worst. It was like... It was like it had an X in it, right? But it had an X in it, right? It was. It did. Please get this wrong. Come on. It was like extreme, extremely whack. No, uh, oh I don't my know. God. Extreme. I was going to say extreme. The correct answer was no escape. No escape. All right, I'll man up. Which is what you're looking at right now at these wings, Luke. All right. By the way, you touch them, you eat them. I don't want you handling my future deathbeds here. Again, I do have full-blown AIDS. I hope you understand Dude, that. this is so unbearably hot. Like, it just keeps making a comeback. It's like the Rolling Stones, right? Oh, my God. My tongue is dead. Just sever the nerves already. My tongue is like Michael Chandler's ankle in the Brent Primus fight. That means it'll bounce back. Oh, my God. Eventually. Oh. How are you feeling after that one, old Lukey? Yeah, not great. Are you making a little comeback in this competition? You look a little confident, like Justin Gaetry in the beginning of round four against Portland <clears throat> in the first fight. I think we're tied. 3-3. Okay. The good part about this game is no one actually wins. <laughs> <laughs> Number yeah, seven. Where'd you get these B-dubs? Buffalo yeah, Wild. fucking hot. Okay. I don't feel like I'm doing as bad as you. You're you're struggling. I can't talk. I mean, they're definitely my drug. I'm definitely I can't talk. MK unveiled its current iteration of this set on January 12th, 2022, where we took this picture with members of the Showtime and Malka team. Identify the first name of every person in the picture. Oh, I'm about to get. I'm about to eat a wing, I think. I can't. I got to. Can you blow it up? There we go. Hold on. It's right behind you if you want to turn around. There's no chance you get this right. So here we go. They're all regulars, too. Okay? Okay. Identify the person you're pointing to and name them. Oh, Jesus. By the way, is that a... um is that a shoehorn in Matt Snyder's pocket, or is he just happy to see us? Jesus, right Matt. You got a <laughs> yeah, fucking, yeah. Could you have a... F- wow. <laughs> wow. Matt's wow. like, I'm happy to see you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt, Carly... <laughs> Um, the person who got COVID, me, don't know. Uh, Corey, yep, don't know. Jake, Courtney, Gaff. So you're missing the guy with the camera. I didn't know. And the guy with He's the right hat. here. I actually don't know his first name. They're both named Mark, ah, by the way. Mark. Sorry, Mark. So what I guess we know what? See, it, I feel like this is fair punishment. Like, could my lips trick be question, redder? question, though, because... Could my lips be redder? My lips look like... Mark with the black hat has cauliflower air and we're, he's covering it in his emo cap. Yeah, he actually is. Um, I think he got his black belt recently. In jujutes? Or maybe his brown. Can I get more milk, please, guys? Like, don't a have lot any more, more milk. Guys, I need more milk. Can you get a cow up in here, please? I need more milk. Mark, I need more milk. I'll take creamer if you got it, please. You're about to start eating creamer? I'm about to just dunk my tongue in it. 
Yeah, this is hot. <laughs> I look like Gene Simmons in third base, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, it's getting fucking hot. <clears throat> Luke, please, we need a live play-by-play. -play. Come on. Wow, okay. Here we go. Number eight. What is former and hopefully future MK Merch Maven RJ Double Diamond Gangbang's real last name? I genuinely do not know. Hold on. Um, can I phone a friend? <laughs> <laughs> we should have had that option. We should have. Shit. Yeah. But they have to be a pro fighter. All right, I don't know. I'm gonna have another wing. Fuck you. The correct answer was Dunzelman. Dunzelman. I knew it was done. Done something. I By the way, I have legions of text messages of Luke saying, "Hey, BC, if you should die tomorrow during this segment, don't worry. I'll eat all the wings. I'm do. I'm eating my fair share. You fall on the sword. Oh, that's a generous dunk. Wow. Come on. You're like Let's Vince go. Carter at the 2000 Olympics, Luke, going elbow deep on here, right? We'll go. Look at this. Wow. Okay. Ain't nothing to it but to do it. Uh, yeah, ain't, not, ain't no thing but a chicken wing on a string, all right? From Burger King. Bravo! I'm a fireman! <laughs> I'm living the fire! <laughs> number nine, here we go. MK Documentary number two closes with an emotional music video about our working relationship that is sung and strummed on guitar by MK superfan Damien O'Hara. Which pop song did he cover and who sang it? Don't know. The correct answer was Hero by Enrique Iglesias. Luke, you're going down right oh, now. Oh, you can be my hero, yeah. baby. I can be your co-host, baby. I've got more talent than producer Jay. Luke, I was almost there when you died at Bassic Hospital in... Uh, Mm -hmm. At that Bellator weekend, mm -hmm. I will now assuredly be there when you die later this afternoon. Mm -hmm. any, any last words, Luke, before you kick it? Can I kick it? Can I kick it? Wow. Luke, you're like Rocky Pennington right now, only you want to come out for round five against Nunes. You, Don't hold me back, coach. Wow. Luke is dying. Here we go. Final question. Will Luke add to his misery here on Deuces Wild? And what will the post-bathroom scene look like? More to come. MK documentary number six focused on our victory. This is bullshit. This is the documentary shit. Fuck you. Of course I don't know these ones. Sorry. <sighs> Let me get back to the question here. Asshole. The 2021 World MMA Awards, where we won our first of back-to-back -back MMA programming honors. But, Luke, nothing other feels like it did the first time when you and I walked up on stage in front of a drunken Brett Okamoto and accepted our award from few former UFC strawweight Emily Whitmire and some B-rate actress and activist that was standing next don't, to her. Don't ask me to give her name. Luke, who was that other lady? That's bullshit. They're supposed to get harder as the questions wear on, dude. Do you know this show's history, or do you live in your My own vacuum? My ears are ringing now. <clears throat> Let the ears ringing. Ding, ding, dong. Yeah. Ding, a ling, ding, ding, dong. Those ears <laughs> Luke, I'll uh, give you a hint. She starred in Sharknado and the ABC Family series on gymnastics called Make It or Break It. So she starred alongside 9021 star Ian Ziering. Yes. Or Ian Ziering. Yes. Well, my last way, here we go. I don't know that lady's the name. The answer was Cassie Skirbo, Luke. Okay? Yeah, great. Thank you for making this impossible to get. I mean, you did meet her. You know, you, you were there. You did meet her. 
Look, do you want me to? Do you want to eat, me to eat half of it? Should we do like like? Should we put like where the spaghetti noodles in both of our mouth at the same time? We meet. You in mean the like middle. Lady and the Tramp? Yeah, Lady and the Tramp. You want to meet in the middle on that wing? Look, I feel so bad that I'm watching you die right now. I'm alright. It ain't that bad. It ain't that bad. You want to stick your tongue in this cream hole right here? <laughs> you deserve to go to jail for that. Come on. Come on. Wow. Um, kick come it. On. Kick mm. it. Come mm. with mm. it. Mm. Mm. Wow. Oh, wow. Mm. Wow. Mm. You just dipped it in the death sauce. Come on. Come on. Give me some more. Give me some more. Ding. Give me some more. Ding dong. Give me some more. Ding a ling. Mm. Ding ding dong. Yeah. Well, I'm too young for 40s and too Fuck old for blunts. Hot. The only thing I'm not too young <clears throat> for is the stunts. The girlies, the ladies, I love them with a the passion. Back to the mic because I'm only down for action. Yo. Luke, that's an impressive performance. How much were you hurting there in the final round? I've had worse. I've had worse. <clears throat> I didn't even fish my milk. So you ended up eating seven of ten. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know shit about this show. Yeah, here you go. Uh, we embarrass ourselves and our brand for the future. That's what we do here for you, the listener, on hmm. Morning Combat. I noticed something. What? If we humiliate ourselves, we get the staff off their phones. Yeah, they're like, they were like real into it, right? They Except real... for Ryle, just on his phone the whole time. Hey, Ryle uh, debuted here as our handler today. What did you think of his performance? I mean, I don't care if he lives or dies, to be <laughs> honest with you. Do you know those nuts that we eat on the RSD table because they raise your testosterone? Did you get them from the Nut Museum? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, Ryle put me up to those. All right, thank you to our fantastic staff. Luke, I want to hear more of this post-fight interview. I think the people want to know because it's burning inside, but I could survive the day, Luke. You may not. I think I'll be just fine. I just, it just hurts right now. It'll go away. Okay. I told you, like, it's going to hurt me, but I'll be all right. Of all the I've fights. Definitely, I've definitely had hotter than that. And still went on with your day and interviewed mm -hmm. somebody on the couch? Mm-hmm. All right. I can't believe Ryle got us one glass of milk, though. Oh, oh, God. There it is. Well, hey, for our great staff here, we... Ryle's like, just dip your balls in the Dunkin' Donuts cream. Uh, who knows, Luke? Do you think we'll ever do this segment again? Mm-hmm. Okay. You do. And I'm going I'm to set it up where you have to eat seven. <sighs> for Luke Thomas's soul, <laughs> my name is Brian Campbell. Thank you to our fantastic staff here, Manich, all the guys on the screen that, that Luke couldn't name, Gaff, uh, all the Marks and Jakes that we have here that are normally on their phone. Thank you very much. Um, I mean, they didn't have Tristan in the picture. I would have gotten him. Yeah, the, the, I was going to ask you to name all the animals on Tristan's arm and the tattoo, but I don't even know. There's these. He adds new all the time. The he, thing is, if you, if you ask me to do that and I get it wrong, I think by whatever code he lives by, he's required to staff. <laughs> So. He treats his uh, his tattoo sleeve like like uh, like Joe Exotic treated those cats in that uh, documentary. Yeah, Luke, just you know, expired Walmart meat. Yeah, <laughs> really. At the end of the day, um, we hope you enjoy the fights this weekend. Um, Catch us tomorrow. Are we really? We're not doing a a real room service diaries. Not only interviewing somebody on the couch later right now, but like tonight, are we really going under the knife again? Are we I think really? We are yeah. I brought all my shit, so yeah. Luke we texted me yesterday and said, BC, don't tease me. If we're really doing a 1.0 old school RSD episode Friday night, you better be in it to win it. Don't just tell the fans you might do it. Stand up on that bitch. Don't just straddle the fence because it feels good in that wedge, right? Pick a side. Luke, I choose the fans. I'll do it. I'll roll it back. I'll come out of hibernation and retirement. I'll get a drink in my hand. I just don't want to lose my job. Like Meatloaf, you'll do anything for this show, but you won't end it.
You won't I do won't that. do that. Uh, thank you, you for that. this fantastic gift given to me by Luke Thomas. Remember, folks, they're Colombians, not Colombians. Thank you. Um, Luke, we'll, we had a Colombian fighter. We have a couple on the... We yeah. have one. We had weekend. a Colombian fighter we had to t- interview <laughs> for this boxing prelim card, and BC asked him about hot dogs. That's not a joke. He also mentioned... The other guy in, in in the Dominican that the Marine boxers were usually the worst. They did uh, army Marine, yeah. Well, you know, Dominican Marines, how good are they? In, in- oh wow, here we go, here we go. Uh, now straying off topic, it is. I am Brian Campbell. Uh, Luke, I just, um, yeah. I mean, this may be our last show. You never know. Hey, that. listen, we don't get to come here very often, so we have to enjoy it when we do. Yeah, they got to turn this set around. We have a top MMA mind coming in soon on this RSD couch. Um, that's Luke Thomas. My name is Brian Campbell. Thank you for patronizing. Us. Uh, cameo.com slash Brian Campbell if you want me to tell your mom happy birthday. And also, you can probably pay for questions on Luke's Thursday chats. But who, you know, who does these days? Probably a lot of people, right? I see what you're driving. Yep. Driving me crazy. Uh. All right. For Luke Thomas, I'm Brian Campbell. Uh, tip your waitresses. Hopefully, your hoes will actually stay loyal this time. But uh, <laughs> we know they ain't. They ain't. End the show. Okay. (laughs) We out. Ready? Go. Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Hang on! It's off the charts spectacular. Go, go, go! Tom Cruise has outdone himself. The world's coming after you. Stay out of my way. Prepare for one of the best action movies ever made. This is getting exciting. Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning. Now streaming on Paramount Plus. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13.